uh, you can have a seat. I'm Pastor Dustin, and we just want to welcome you here to the worship service this morning. As maybe you can tell or know, we are having a, a youth Sunday, so a lot of the youth are going to be involved in many different ways throughout the service, but we're still here to worship God, and so we look forward to uh, what God has in store. But just to open up the service, I just want to pray, so why don't you pray with me? Dear Lord, we just thank you for this morning. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather here and to worship you. Uh, we just pray as we go about that, that we would just have open uh, hearts and open minds to what you might have for us this morning. We pray that you would just uh, work through the service, and we just thank you for this morning, and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Jonathan Schrader. Uh, I am a freshman. I'm Cameron Utsi. I'm a sophomore in high school. As a church, we want to continue to be about our mission and our vision, and our mission is to glorify Christ by loving God, loving others, and making disciples through the power of the Holy Spirit. And our vision is to intentionally transform communities through Christ. Amen. A few announcements to mention. Also, check your bulletin for more information. Maxine Adrian's birthday is coming up on Wednesday. She is turning 90 years old. Help her celebrate by sending a card. <laughs> Sunshine Meadows is having their gala fundraiser. It's Friday, March 4th. Uh, more information is in the bulletin. Also coming up on March 4th and 5th is the IF Gathering. This is a two-day conference for women that Bueller MB is hosting, and if any women are interested in attending, Please contact, contact Melissa Vogue. It's also time to update the church directory. If you have any changes or need to update information, you can also make those changes either on the app or if there's a hard copy of the directory at the information center. Upcoming activities this Wednesday are, they have the meal, jam, and youth groups and prayer meeting. Another upcoming event is the winter jam. Uh, it's a Christian music concert in Wichita uh, this Thursday at the Interest Bank Arena. The youth group will be looking at taking a uh, group. So, yeah. Church families to keep in your prayers are Jean and Jeanette Crimson, Phyllis Schroeder, and Neil and Carol Annabal and their family. Now we're going to have some sharing from the youth group. Thank you. Hello, my name is Marissa Oram, and we do this thing every Wednesday, and it's called God moments, and they're just things that um, Jesus has orchestrated in your life throughout the week. It could be a timely happening or a prayer that is answered. But we do this thing after, and it's called Yahweh, and it's the name for Jesus in the Hebrew language. So I'm going to let them share. Okay, so for my God moment, um, I just saw how God was working in the two days that we had off, for, off of school for snow days, and we just spent a lot of time with family, and I got to spend a lot of 
sledding with my family. <laughs> it might have hurt, but <laughs> we had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for my God moment, my grandma has been in Dallas, Texas for the past like three months for a lung transplant. And on the very last day that she was supposed to get to come home, she had an allergic reaction and had to go to the ICU. But she still got to come home the very next day. And yeah. Yeah. Well, my God moment is, and I'm Drew, for those that don't know, but probably most do, um, is going to be a little bit different rather than a specific event or one situation or one thing that's happened. I'm just going to, rather than a God moment, it's sort of an ongoing God blessing that our church has the pastoral team that it does. And with the youth, I just want to have us all remember <clears throat> and appreciate Dustin for all the hard work and awesome things that he does because we go to camps and we have Wednesday night activities and we do all kinds of fun things and it is a lot of fun, but there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes. It's not all fun and games. I mean, there's a lot of work, a lot of responsibility, a lot of stress sometimes, um, and Dustin does an amazing, amazing job. Um, there's no way we could do what we do without him. So just the genuineness and the hard work that he puts forth to bring God into our youth's lives, let's just all as a church remember that and be thankful for that. So I'll Thank stop you. now. Yeah. I'm Abby Utsi, and my God moment is kind of the same. It's not just one moment. It's kind of been this semester um, through, like, our, my small group. And even with Joanna and Amanda, it's just been amazing to have the f new friendships, and we've all gotten so close, even though we're all different ages and involved in different stuff. It's just really refreshing to always have them and... Yeah. My God moment was a few weeks ago we went, we, well the youth group made beds on a Wednesday night and then we and Cooper Taylor went and delivered them to a family and that was a really good experience. So, yeah. um, and I think my, I guess, God moment or maybe it's more a little bit of a, just an update of some things that are going to happen with the youth group. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at doing this summer is to go on a mission trip. So. We are going in July with the high school group down to South Florida, so the Miami's Fort Lauderdale area. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna partner with a, a church down there and we're gonna serve uh, that pastor, that church, that community and uh, bring about Jesus and his kingdom. So right now we're trying to just get our group together to see who's all gonna go with us. And so if you're willing and able to, just uh, continue to pray for that as uh, kids and adults decide if they're gonna go or not or if it's gonna work or not. So uh, we're getting some things together for that. We're really looking forward to the mission trip and starting to plan uh, a lot of that stuff. I know as, as some of the things come down the road, we'll have some fundraisers, some other things. Uh, one of the things I'll just kind of mention if, uh, to the church family, uh, we, we want to try to encourage kids to go, and so there'll, like I said, be some fundraisers. If anybody uh, in, in the future has some sort of job that they wouldn't mind having a youth come help do, maybe that could be a way that for some of them, if they need to raise a little more money, uh, could do some work, and you could maybe donate to, to go to South Florida. But we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we're working on getting our group together, and we're looking forward to what you know, God might have in store through all of that. And, uh, what he's going to do. And so that's just a little bit of an update of some things that are, are coming up and something that we're looking forward to. And I think at that, we're good. So thank you, youth, for sharing.
Oh, 
My name is Isaac Spicer. I'm a junior, and I'm going to be reading Job 1, 6 through 12. One day the angels came to the Lord to present themselves, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. I'm Jeremy Lindahl. I help with the youth, uh, junior high youth group and, and uh, Sunday school. So I'll ask a blessing for the message today. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Carson, who's willing to give your message, and we pray that we are all blessed by the words that you've given him. We pray for this in your name. Amen. All right. God is good all the time. Don't worry. Be joyful. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. Haven't heard that one in a while. So, um, as you can probably tell, I am not Pastor Kirk, and that is not our axe slide. So I guess I'm the first break in that. So, so as you can tell, it's you Sunday. Um, I'm Carson Moeller. Um, there's a little bit about me. Um, I, I'm a senior in high school, so. So when you're a senior in high school, there's a couple things that, that come to mind of things you have to do. You've got to be able to fill out a scholarship. Yeah? Fill out scholarships. Um, you've got to be able to pick your next step. Okay? Working on that. Picking a college. And, and you've got to be able to look back on your time in Beeler. So my time in Beeler, um, I, I remember my dad coaching. My dad coached baseball for a while. So I remember going to all those practices. I remember a dude named Jace Williams. And looking up, I was about this tall. I looked up, big old beard, tall guy. I'm like, whoa, that is a big dude. And I remember Jace um, playing basketball and dunking so hard it rattled the rim. And they had to call a timeout on the game to let the rim stop rattling. He dunked it so hard. Um, I, I remember going to football games. Um, my dad is also a football coach for a while. I remember going to football games and practices. Um, and, and I ended up playing quarterback for him. And so... It will start sixth grade. Um, in sixth grade, I played quarterback. I remember looking back on this. Um, uh, Brad can tell you. I, I played quarterback, and, and we were not very good. We had two teams. My team was, my team was not the good team. Okay, so um, we, we struggled. There were, there were a few seasons we didn't win a game. Um, so there was one time I, I might have thrown an interception to a kid who was laying on his back. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't talk, we don't talk about that. Um, but... But, yeah, bad coaching. We'll, we'll take that. 
Um, but we go to seventh and eighth grade year. We had two teams. We combined our teams. So, so we got a ton of guys out. Uh, um, in, in seventh grade year, we start rolling through our schedule, and, and we, we go undefeated. You know, we only have one tough game, and, and we're sitting at lunch. We're like, dude, we're going to win state. Like, we're undefeated in middle school. We're going to go all the way. We got two, three years. The class above us is undefeated. We're feeling good, right? And, and of course, us being in middle school, we don't realize the big picture of, of how many kids get drawn and, and, and all that stuff. So, so you go to eighth grade. Um, this is our seventh grade year, so the kids get bigger in eighth grade. Um, so, so we go to eighth grade, and we get to the second to last game in our season, and we, we play circle. And this is for the league championship. Circle's undefeated. I know that's kind of weird. You're like, didn't, didn't they beat them 76-0 to zero this season? Uh, um, circle, circle was a different team in middle school. I don't know why, but they were. Um, so, so we had a tough game. It was, it was, so we'll get in late fourth quarter, and it, it's like we're down one. It's like 23 to 22, and, and we, we got the ball. We're driving we're feeling good, we're going to punch it in here at the end of the game, and we're going to win, and we're going to be league champs again. And so it gets to a point where it's, it's fourth down in about one, one or two, and we call a play, and we give the ball, we call a play to Sam Elliott. Not a bad idea, okay? This kid, all-time rushing record at, at Bueller High, state champion wrestler, we're like feeling good. And, and so we, we run the play, and, and Sam, we think, gets the first down by about a yard, and, and then all of a sudden we look up and, and here comes the official waving his hands. And he comes and picks the ball up, walks about two steps back, sets the ball down. Short. So, so we turn the ball over and Murphy's Law says, you turn the ball over, you lose the game. And, and so, so we ended up losing the game and after the game, we're all defeated, we're all balling. We're like, oh no, the world's gonna end tomorrow. Like, we lost a middle school championship game. What are we going to do? And Coach Conradi prayed with us before and after every game. And, and I, I will never forget this prayer. He called us together, and, you know, the talk after the game is, man, I'm proud of your fight. We're going to get back up, and we're going to do it again next week. The world's not over. And I will never forget, I will never forget the way that something happened in this prayer, that, that we ended up getting to a point during the prayer where it, it was said, we don't know why you've planned this, Lord, but we know that it is going to end up for your glory. Now, now this is Coach Conrad telling this to a bunch of middle schoolers who thought the world was over because they lost a football game. Not a big deal in the, in the grand scheme of things, but... But in order to connect more with us, he had to say, God's got this. He had to say that the sun's going to come up tomorrow. So, so, so I think that, that when we face trials like that, this, this verse comes to mind. 1 Corinthians 10.13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So he, he will not tempt you into falling into something that he knows that you won't be able to handle. So, so he, he knows what we will and what we won't be able to be, handle. So um, I, this, this is another verse, too, um, that, that I think brings out that aspect. Jeremiah 
29:11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And, and that's a pretty classic verse. You've memorized those in, in grade school. But when you look at it from a different light, when you go through something today, oh, I feel the test. Oh, I, I, I couldn't get that job. Oh, oh, I couldn't get that raise. And then you look at this verse, it's okay. It, it, it's okay because God has everything planned out for you, and he's had it planned out for thousands of years. And, and so when we go throughout life and, and we wake up, and we sit in bed and we think about our day, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta make it to work on time, that means I gotta leave at this time, I gotta make sure I eat my cereal, I gotta make sure we do this, and, and, and we plan everything out, we, we overthink everything, because the reality is God's got this. God's got this, and he's already planned everything out. And so when we look at where, where is our mindset, Whereas our mindset when, when we get out of bed is, is it, man, this is a great day. Man, this is the day that the Lord has made. Or is it, I have a test at school today. I have a stats test with Mr. Moeller. Oh. I have a physics quiz with Mrs. Moeller. Oh my gosh. That has happened before. Multiple times. Uh, uh, and so when we look at it, our mindset is a powerful thing. And so two things that, that come to mind when you talk about mindset is we unknowingly create repetition for our brains. Now, whether it be that example of you getting out of bed in the morning and you think about your whole day, or whether it be you get home from work and you turn on the news and all you see is there's a bombing overseas or something bad and something bad and, and that repeats and repeats, it, it becomes to a point that all you see is bad. And that's why I love when Dustin brought up the, the topic of God moments for, for our youth group is because it forces us to look for God. And, and so when you walk throughout your daily life, and whether it be at school or at work, and you can wake up and you drive into school and it's 60 degrees, no wind and sunny, wow, this is a great day. And, and if you start with that mindset instead of, wow, I have a test. Wow, I have a paper due at my job. Wow, I have this, wow, I have that is that your whole day changes. Your whole day changes when you wake up and you say, thank you for giving me another day to further your kingdom. Thank you for giving me another day to build relationships and build stones for your glory. And I think that, that we can help ourselves by avoiding repeating the bad. Because in reality, that's all we get shoved down our throats. I love, I have a phone, I love getting, getting curling notifications from the Olympics. I love seeing, seeing K-State beats Oklahoma again in football. Mace, that one's for you. Um, I love being able to get real-time notifications about what's going on in the world. I like to be in the know. 
but there's a lot of bad stuff going on. And it sucks to see, especially as a Christian, you're like, why? Why, why, why do you go do this? And I think that it's powerful when we can distance ourselves and create time in our day to find the good. And when we create time in the day to find the good, it builds and builds and builds. Um, so, so next, I'm going to show a little illustration. You guys, it's from Matt Chandler. You guys have seen it maybe once or twice. Um, it's a very good demonstration, and we're going to play that right here. But it, it didn't take long um, before my passion for the gospel and, and my passion to see lost men and women saved um, started to rub against or collide with the church. And, and so it wasn't very long.
Jesus wants you. I think these three words capture that perfectly. Jesus wants you. God wants you. He, all of us are kids or have kids or are planning to have kids. It, you know that you will do anything. Your parent will do anything for you. It, it, and I think that sometimes we, we don't grasp this as simple as it is. Is, is God had his son in a perfect place up in heaven. No harm would ever come to him. But he loves us so much that he was willing to put him in harm's way and send him down to take up on the sin that every person who has ever walked the earth has committed and died for you. Died for you. Because he loves you so much, he wants you. No matter what's happened, no matter how crinkled or crumbled up your rose is, he wants you. And he's willing to give grace, and he doesn't care what's happened. All he wants is you. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Jesus wants you. I think this is perfect in the story of Job. Um, Job, we heard from earlier a little bit. Job, Job had it all. You know, Job, Job had all the land. Job had all, all the livestock. Job had servants. And, and he, he made an impact. He, he made an impact to those around him. He, he had feasts at his home. He had, his sons had parties and feasts. And, and every day he would, he would go and, and give sacrifices to God because he wasn't sure if they had sinned or not. But, but he feared God. And, and we heard from the story that Isaac read earlier that, that that the devil would, would pursue him to try to make him waver in his faith. And, and, and so what, what happens is everything is taken. His ox are, are raided and his servants um, um, are all killed off. His, his sons um, and, and their wives are, are all, the house is blown over on top of them and, and everything is taken. And everything is taken. So at his lowest point, Everything that he has ever known is gone. But one thing. God. And he stays strong. He's tempted, but he stays strong. And when Job remains faithful, it's such a, such a compelling story is that everything that could go wrong did, and Job stays and, and I think that this verse is, is incredible, but when Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible, and the world wants us to blame somebody. The world, everybody was like, Job, why don't you just curse God and, and die and get on with it? But, but Job, Job stayed in his faith, and the world's like, just point the finger. It's so easy. All you got to do is lift your hand up and point. And, and sometimes we want to give in to that, and, and the reality of the situation is, is that's what everybody's telling us. Everybody in the world is telling us, just point the blame. It's okay. It's just one time. And, and, and when you're able to stay strong when times are tough, 
it grows your faith. And, and before we, we heard our mission and vision statement, and, and before we were able to work with God through us to the community, God has to do some work in us. He has to do work in us. And, and, and so I think that when, when God puts us through trials that we don't know why, he, he's working through us to grow our faith. And it, it's hard as, as an eighth grader to realize that this loss isn't that big of a deal. It, it's hard to think that, that I don't know why this happened. Like, why, God, why did, why did we lose the football game? It, and and it, it, it happened because he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow in our faith. And, and so whether that be be a sporting event, or whether that be something that happens at work, it, it's something, all these trials are something to continue to grow your relationship with God. Takeaways. Number one, God's got this. Guys, it doesn't get any simpler than that. It doesn't. It, it, God's got this. No matter what happens, God's got this. Number two, it is written. God, God wrote it out. It's all done, beginning to end. He knows it. We don't. That's okay. That's okay. God knows it, and, and it's, it's okay to ask him. I mean, God, what do you have for me today? What do, what do you want me to do today for you? What do you have for me in this next week? What do you have for me in this next step of my life? It's written. And, and, and number three is God always has your back. Jesus wants you. God always has your back. No matter what, you're his kid, you're a child of the king, he always has your back. You know, number two is, number two strikes me sometimes. You know, you look at, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. It, and God does. God, it's, it's all written. Number two strikes me back. Um, I think that, that there is a reason that we are all here today. And, and we, we might not know what that is. There's a reason that, that we get up and we have the job we have. Now, whether that be long-term or not, there's a reason. But we don't know the reason, but God does, because he wrote it out. And, and he has that in place for us because he knows it's going to grow his kingdom somehow. It's going to grow his kingdom, but we are his hands and feet, and we have to be willing to go out and grow his kingdom. I'm going to show one more clip. It's from the movie Woodlawn. It's a pretty solid movie. If you guys haven't seen it, I suggest if you have time to go watch it. But this is, this is toward the end of the movie, um, and we're going to watch this clip.
in whatever stadium concert you've been in, okay? Whether it be Jerry World down in Texas, Arrowhead in Kansas City, and you're up sitting in the nosebleeds, and then down there in the middle of the field, all the lights are off, and there's a candle lit. And, and you can see that candle because it's so dark that that one candle has enough light to light up the whole stadium. Just one. And, and, and you continue to listen to the, to the video, and, and one becomes two, and four, and 32, and it keeps going because one candle was lit. It lit the entire stadium. And when you lit the entire stadium, what happened? The, the fire department got called and said the cotton bowl's on fire all because one candle was lit. Because one, one person, Reverend Graham, took a step and lit a candle. Took a step and lit a candle. And, and, and it created a movement because of one small match. It doesn't have to be a big step. It doesn't have to be a big step. All you need to do is take that first little baby step, whether it be smiling at somebody walking into, your, walking into work or having a good discussion at lunch. It doesn't have to be anything big. All it takes is one small movement. And the reality of it is, is one small movement isn't a big deal. But you continue to do that, somebody's going to take notice. It's going to make an impact. And when you make an impact, people will be like, what's, what's up with him? What's up with her? Well, what do they have that I don't? Because that's the way the world works, is if you have something, somebody else wants it. And we, when we show we have Jesus, it makes an impact, and people start to take notice. I think that, that no matter what, I, I really like the, the takeaway from this is God's got this. I mean, you, you look at the, the verses that if, if you look at it through the eyes of a child, you will make it. And I think that sometimes we, we overthink so much that, that, and we get so caught up in life that we don't take a second to pause and just say, God's got this. I don't have to do it myself. I, I, I can talk to God. And it's so easy to just say, hey, God, I need some help. I need some help with this. I'm stressed out. Work's tough. Life is tough. All I got to do is just lay it on him. So I'm going to pray real quick. And Kurt's going to come up and we're going to continue the service. So pray with me, please. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Um, thank you for allowing us all to be here safely. Thank you for letting us worship you freely. Um, thank you for letting us live in a country where, where we can be a witness to you Lord, thank you for everything that you have put in our lives. Thank you for bringing us here today. Um, Jesus, thank you for, for dying on a cross for us to, to allow us a spot eventually up with you. Um, Lord, and, and you have taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Um, I think uh, as a church, we want to say thank you to our youth for leading us today. I want to encourage you all uh, at the end to find some of these guys and say, good job. want to support and encourage them any way we can. They're all sitting up front today. How about that? So um, that's awesome. So some uh, logistical things as we close the service. Just the reminders on the way out, there will be receptacles for uh, offerings and tithes. Uh, appreciate your generosity in that. And if you have a, a need or a prayer card you want to drop in, you can do that as well. But if you watch our calendar, you know that our regular practice here at Bueller MB is to share the Lord's Supper uh, the first of the month. And we decided that we wanted to do that anyway. We didn't we want to take anything away from the youth Sunday part, so that part's sort of a bookend right now, okay? Now, before we leave, we want to share the Lord's Supper together because it's an important thing for us to do as a community and an important worship event and all that. And so uh, here's how it's going to go today. Um, in a second, I'm going to invite some deacons and some youth to come, and they're going to uh, take the trays, and we're going to have four stations with them holding the trays up here, one, two, three, four. And I'm going to suggest, uh, as you feel led and um, as the music's going and in some worshipful moments, when you feel appropriate time, go out the outside uh, aisles and find just, you know, the wait in line thing, we can't seem to get around that. But remember, we're not in a hurry, so however long you want to stand in line is up to you, right? Um, and then go to the empty, you know, the available uh, station with your spouse, with your family, with some friends, by yourself, doesn't matter, and we're going to partake, you'll just partake in ones and twos and threes and whatever right there at that station, okay? Now we've put, uh, again, just some logistical things so we don't get messed up in, in the moments. Uh, there's trash cans, so after, we're doing the double stack thing, so take the bread together, or again, in little groups, by yourself, doesn't matter, uh, uh, take the bread take the juice, and then you can throw them away and just exit out this way, and please leave the auditorium, and then mingle in the foyer, and the big foyer farther than that, so that then uh, this can be our worship space as we close the service. Give me a nod if we're communicating. Okay, now some reminders. Uh, um, there's gluten-free in the little one here. We'll have that available as well. Um, we are a church that practices open communion. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are welcome in this place. And uh, uh, we want to encourage you to come join us for the Lord's Supper. Let me read to you from Matthew. Because, you know, just to bring the things together this morning, to see our young people get up here and lead us and share with us, it's because of Jesus. I know, that sounds cheesy and really simple, but that's what it is. And it's all about death being arrested. Love that song, love that song, love that song. Uh, death was arrested because Jesus took our place and was our sacrifice. So, 
I want to give you a moment just to let the, uh, you know, the, the shift in the service and as we close and share the Lord's Supper together, just remind yourself why we can do this. The broken body and the shed blood of Jesus is what it's all about. Carson made that pretty clear today. So this is our opportunity to remember that when we come to this first of the month here at our church. From Matthew 26, the reminder from the Last Supper. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And so we, as God's people, we share the bread, we share the cup, and we remind ourselves it's all about Jesus. So I'm going to pray. I want you to, when you feel let, oh, I'm going to actually, right now, I want to invite the deacons and the youth to come up, and we'll get the station set up. And, um, yeah, so while they're doing that, we're just going to take a moment, and then I'm going to pray. So again, just wait for an open, available station. If we start on the outsides and exit through the middle, it might be the easiest logistically. And uh, this is a moment between you and God. Um, and as always, um, the important time for us to share the broken body and shed blood of Jesus. Let's pray. God, we are more than mindful. We are overwhelmed. We are in awe of your greatness and your mightiness and your plan. <laughs> like, like Carson said, you've got a plan. And in your grand scheme of things, it was all about sending us a Savior. And we celebrate that with these elements, with this bread and with this cup. So God, I pray you would uh, renew in each of us our faith, our trust our reliance on you as we do this. God, we are so thankful for the body and blood of Jesus that we celebrate today. I pray that you would bless these elements and be with us as we partake. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. I know it's always hard to be first or it's always time to know, but when you feel led, please come have the Lord's Supper. <laughs>